Hello, and thanks for joining Your Body Advocate. I am Ruth Cummings, your host. And today I'm continuing our series on how to set up your body for success. And today I want to talk about your knees. The knees have to do with the earth triad, which means they are part of grounding in our body. It's one of my favorite triads to work on. So I'm going to go all into knees today also in honor of our monthly newsletter, which is going over knees this month. Thank you so much for being here. Let's take a deep breath to relax. Ready? All right, here we go. You're listening to Your Body Advocate, telling your body's side of the story. The podcast dedicated to supporting and improving your body-mind connection so you can live a pain-free, passion-filled life, dissolving one body tension at a time. Discover the healing properties of your own body language, and together, let's explore ways to support and improve essential self-talk. Now, here's your host, Master of Encouragement and Body-Mind Life Coach, Ruth Cummings. So our knees are so cool, so important, and they always fascinate me. They're very important in sports and walking, just in life in general. And when someone has knee pain or if a knee isn't working correctly, it's really challenging. I want to go over three ways to set your knees up for success today. One of them is by touch, and we'll go over this, by foam rolling, and by movement and stretching. So going back to touch, this is using your own hands to envelop your knee and rub nice and slowly, get it warm, and oftentimes holding it and waiting for a pulse. If you can't feel your pulse, just try to send loving energy and healing energy to your knee from your hands and just try to get it as warm as possible. Then go to the other knee and you'll see that one knee feels really happy. The one that you were just holding and loving and making warm. I see that loving our own knees like this is very, very helpful, especially right after any type of surgery or any soreness, any arthritis pain, things like that. Just really acknowledging the pain or the stiffness with our hands and with our thoughts can really support it trying to feel better. Number two is foam rolling. And what I mean by foam rolling, if you know how to foam roll with a big roller on the ground, that's that's one way of doing it. But I really prefer using a handheld roller. It looks like a rolling pin per se. And it's a little bit thinner than a rolling pin, but you could use a rolling pin if you have one. The ones that I have have rubber around them. Some of them are soft rubber. Some of them are a little bit harder. And so they're just a little bit different than using a rolling pin, either a wooden rolling pin or a metal rolling pin. And they tend to have, these rollers tend to have the handles closer together or further apart. The further apart the handle is, you have more, you can put more leverage, more pressure. 
and but it, it's awkward like if you were in a car for example it's going to hit the side of the car or from experience you will in an airplane for example hit your uh, passenger uh, next to you so there are smaller rollers that have the handles closer together they're way easier to travel with and they're a little bit easier to manipulate so just because the roller is really long or really wide doesn't always make it easier to use so you might want to try both these are not very expensive tools and they're really good those runners out there or there's people who have any type of knee pain or knee tension then this roller can really help and what you want to do is gently always use foam rolling gently I have seen too many people over foam roll or roll too hard and I'm then fixing this bruised tissue and sometimes even torn muscles so be very mindful of the pressure you're using you don't need to use much pressure especially with women the inside of the knee won't take very much pressure at all to be very very tender so use your stick to foam roll gently on the top going from the thigh into the kneecap going from the side into the side of the knee from the thigh and then coming up from the calf into the bend of the knee and this is all while you're sitting down so you can also roll on the inside of that calf towards the middle of the knee and then on the inside of your thigh going towards the knee that whole every single angle you can go from the thigh or the calf towards the knee those are excellent excellent angles to foam roll with your roller if you have back pain you can do this while you're laying in bed so you lay on your back and you pull your knee towards your chest and then you can foam roll from there with your handheld foam roller this is another reason I like the foam roller that's handheld like this because you don't need to use your body weight in order to get any pressure onto the roller and the third tip to keep your knees set up for success is to do good movement with them every day I have both ACLs replaced in my knees and have to really pay attention to what their needs are so that they don't ache for me so not only do I rub them with my hands in the morning I try to bring my knees to my chest not only does this help me your lower back can also help your knees but also any type of plantar fasciitis that you might have and also to point and flex your toes so bring your toes to your nose and then point your toes to the ground and then bring your toes to your nose and do that over and over a couple times before you put any weight on your ankles or your knees in the morning then to stretch all the muscles that go into the knee so there's all the knee muscles that go from the thigh towards the knee and then from the calf or the ankle up towards the knee and you can stretch all of those there's different stretches of your hamstrings or of your quads so you can stretch the inner part of your leg the top part of your leg the back and the side all of these affect your knee and they're all very helpful to stretch and to rub uh, with your hands like I said so the touching and rubbing then foam rolling really close to the knee and then stretching and movement movement with watching the kneecap is really helpful seeing how your kneecap is tracking 
So what does that mean? That means, is your kneecap facing forward? Of course, there's a lot of injuries to the kneecap. It can be it can be surgically changed. It can be surgically removed and replaced. There's a lot of ways that kneecaps can be manipulated by Western medicine and by injury. But most of us have not had injuries to our kneecaps. And so the kneecap should track directly in front of your knee, right over your ankle, and should be facing forward when you're walking and forward when you sit down, forward when we do squats, and forward like if you sit down in a chair. Watch where your knees are facing. Are they facing out? Are they facing in? Is one facing in and one facing out? Does your ankle, what is your relationship between your ankle and your knee? Is your knee facing forward but your ankle is facing out? Like what's the relationship all the way down? Your ankle, your knee, shown by your kneecap usually, and then also your hip. Is it in line? That's one way to try to do your movement in line. Have your kneecap track forward, nice in a nice circle, going forward, down, back, up again in the same circle. So it shouldn't be doing in figure eight or figure six (laughs) or other figures that aren't quite in line. So these are the three things that you could do physically for our knees, right? So number one, again, is touch, rubbing it, keeping it warm, putting your hands, enveloping your knees and keeping them just solid with your hand pressure. Try to feel your pulse and keep them warm. The next is to use a foam roller stick and to foam roll towards your knee from all directions. And lastly is to watch your movement and your stretches. Really try to move your knees every day. Try to track your kneecap moving forward and to pull your toes to your nose to help any type of plantar fasciitis or any pain behind your knees. And just stretch all the leg muscles, the ones up top, like your quads, the inner side, your adductors. Those are like the ones that muscles that go into your groin, the ones on the outside, your glute muscles and your calves. All of those are very important for knee health. Next, I want to talk about problem solving and how the knees are involved with the earth triad. So the earth triad has to do with grounding in our body, and it has to do with the knees, the stomach, and the neck. So if someone comes in with neck pain, I usually check the stomach. When I say stomach, I mean that whole area. So it's the front and the back. So it's low back and the tummy area and then also knees on all around the front sides and backs of each knee. The left knee I find has a connection with our relationship with the higher power. And I can follow that type of uh, diagnostic tool if it's blocked. I follow it down into the left big toe and also across to the left hip and then across to the right shoulder. So it's fascinating to have all these diagnostic tools to play with. You can see if someone's having chronic knee pain, we can look at different parts of the specific knee pain to see if we can find the culprit of the problem. Is the knee only a barometer of pain or is the pain coming from the knee? Even with torn ACLs or knees that needed to be replaced, we can usually track 
how that started in the first place. Were, was there some muscle imbalances or does the pain travel from the knee up the leg, from the knee down the leg? Is it behind the leg in the hamstring or the calf? Is it in the front of the leg in the tibialis anterior, like that muscle right by the shin where you get shin splints? Or is it up in the quad? These all give us hints of where to look next. We wanna know where is the pain starting? If we were going to create a flow chart of pain, where is the top of that flow chart? Is it in the knee? Usually I would say no. And there are many things that you can do to fix all the muscles and the tendons and the ligaments around the knee to make it feel more confident, make it feel trusting of your body and trusting of movement and finally feeling like it can move again after surgery. For example, after I had had my second ACL replaced, it was probably two years later, I was in the gym with my best friend, Betsy Patterson, and we had been working out for years. And we were trying to just jump onto a block, a pretty standard thing to do in the gym. We're in pretty good shape. It wasn't a problem. And I burst into tears, truly from nowhere, just about to do this activity. I'm just going to jump from about 12 inches up, right? It's not, it's not a huge block that I'm jumping onto, but my body and my mind just panicked. And I literally started bawling. And it was because my knee had never gotten trust again for this type of movement and did not feel like it was going to survive that movement. It was completely illogical and really had stopped me, I realized, from doing other activities months and months prior to that. But going through the jumping onto this, onto this block and surviving right? No problem. And then getting down and doing it over and over and over again so that I could create the trust between my body and that type of movement was a huge game changer for the way I moved my body and what activities and sports I felt like I could play then. Truly, Betsy was panicked and we were working with a personal trainer who was also like, what is wrong with you? But the first time I jumped up, I held Betsy's hand and I just jumped. And one time I did it with just my left leg. So I just dangled my right leg and jumped just with my left leg up. And it was just interesting the, the, the steps it took for my knee to feel comfortable. It was almost as if it was a separate entity, like it had its own thought processes and it was going to do its own thing no matter what I was trying to push it through. I think one of the reasons that that happens is, especially with athletes, is that we push our body through pain more than we should. And after my first ACL replacement, I had pushed it too hard. Also, there was a physical therapist I was working with who had pushed me too hard. And that was frustrating. It was a young personal training assistant who didn't know me very well and forced me to straighten my leg before it was ready. And my body never got over that. I'm not sure if it's over it now. So there's this level of trust that goes away, not only for physical therapists or for uh, physical therapy assistants. I get very nervous when I'm around them. My body starts to sweat. And it's the physical therapy assistants that I've had to get used to, that I can trust them, that it's okay again. But it's interesting, once you get hurt by one type of therapist, even if it's a massage therapist, a chiropractor, whoever it is, sometimes it takes time to retrust that group of 
or genre of therapist or person to help you. So it took some time for my need to trust me, to trust the personal trainer I was working with, to trust my workout partner who we always pushed ourselves really hard. So with injuries in general, just to give your body some time to trust what's about to happen instead of forcing it through it, that's my lesson. And I think that a lot of us can learn that lesson and do it a little bit better and be more gentle to our body. But just to know that the knees have to do with grounding. And sometimes if your stomach is hurting, you can rub your knees and help your stomach. Sometimes if your neck is hurting, you can rub your knees and help your neck. And vice versa, if your knee just won't give up, if it's really chronic and it just won't stop hurting, look at some other things around. Be a detective in your own body. Try to problem solve by what muscles is it specifically? What is it? What line am I feeling? Is it behind my knee, in front of the knee? Is it in that the platellar tendon, which is that really thick tendon that goes down from your kneecap to the shin bone? If it's in there, then I would um, suggest that you do some rolling on your quad, so that top muscle of the thigh that might help that pain in the front of the knee there. If it's on the side of the knee, either way, if it's on the outside of the knee or the inside of the knee, you can also rub the outside of your thigh with your foam roller or you could do the inside. Sometimes it affects the same side and sometimes it affects across. So it'll go, if you're the inner muscles, if they're tight, they might affect the outside of your knee. So you just have to play with it and get to know your own body and let it trust you and let you trust what the knee is trying to tell you. And I think that it has a lot of wisdom and it can tell you what it needs. And just another problem solving little tidbit, if your knee has chronic pain and you can't figure out what's happening, another thing to think about is how it is affected by your opposite arm. So when you're walking, your right leg is going to swing while you're swinging your left arm and vice versa. So that left elbow is the direct referral to the right knee. So check on your elbow and see if you can find anything. Then the left shoulder has to do with the right hip and those can affect one another. So that right shoulder can affect I'm sorry, the left shoulder can affect the right knee because it's affecting the right hip. And so look at those cross patterns, the cross pattern from one shoulder to the opposite hip and knee, from the right shoulder to the left hip and knee, to from the left shoulder to the right hip and knee, and see if you can find some type of correlation or pattern that when you're left shoulders hurting, does your right hip or right knee hurt? And it will go all the way down to the ankle and the foot. So that awareness of how your body is moving along with how it might be affecting other parts of your body is huge to get really good at, to really master your awareness of your body movement and how it feels as it's moving. So set your knees up for success. You can rub them 
keep them warm, foam roll them, move and stretch them, do some problem solving, try to figure out why they might be hurting. What's the top of your flow chart? Is it a barometer of pain somewhere else? Is it being affected by an ankle, a hip, something else around your body and it's just responding to that? And how can you just really love your knees specifically, pay attention to them, acknowledge them, give them a lot of love and support, and see if you can have healthy knees for your entire life. Thanks so much for joining me today for this series on how to set up your body for success, and today talking about your knees. I will see you next time. Have a lovely day. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Your Body Advocate with Ruth Cummings. We're so glad you've joined us today and truly believe you can live a pain-free, passion-filled life. To connect with Ruth, work with Ruth, or to grab your free ebook, go to ruthcummings.com. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Until next time, friends, be open, include the unincluded, think outside the box, and spread love and kindness one smile at a time.